2: Well, in the 90s, we had the hunt for Red October as a popular Sean Connery movie. Now we have the hunt for the red MAGA hat with the FBI using every opportunity to try to delegitimize a movement that really exposed them. Your interview earlier with John Ratcliffe was particularly telling because it cut right to the bone. Members of Congress exposed the FBI and the Department of Justice for hiding evidence during the Russia hoax, for changing evidence before a secret court. And remember, these weren't just political appointees. You had the supposed career officials who are above reproach who ended up being involved in these improper actions. And so now you have what Senator Mike Lee has called an intolerable encroachment on the separation of powers with the FBI seizing phone records and The New York Times just recently had to sheepishly report that there were no communications between members of Congress and any of the people who breached the Capitol, but that has not stopped the FBI from doing everything they can to try to target those who don't agree with their politics and who have exposed their own lies and corruption.
3: I'm Lauren Boebert, a mom, a small business owner, a defender of freedom. Here's what I know. You protect what you love. President Trump built a big, beautiful wall because he loves America. And he wanted to secure our country and protect us from drugs, illegal aliens pouring into our communities, and sex traffickers. Democrats, they fought him every step of the way. And now, welcome to Fort Pelosi, where Democrats decry walls from within their own heavily guarded razor wire wall. Democrats don't wanna protect you because they don't care about you, but they'll spare no expense protecting themselves. We will not build a wall. No, I'm,
4: there will not be another foot of wall constructed on my administration. i wall.
3: I'm, I'm not
5: for a wall.
3: It's time to cut the crap and remember, this is the people's house. Madam Speaker, tear down this wall. It's fake. Okay, it's faux. <sighs> okay, hi guys. I know it's really hard for you guys right now. Like some people can't be in their families. You've lost your jobs suicide rates are skyrocketing. It's just horrible. I get it. But environmental justice is just as big a deal. Okay. And there's tons of environmental discrimination taking place right now. And I just want to thank the Democrats for this funding because we need to stop environmental discrimination. Yo, what's up T dog Tony here. Uh, I'm a convicted felon. I'm in here for a double homicide. And uh, I want to thank the Dems. I want to thank you guys for the paycheck you just sent my way. Uh, This is really going to help with the COVID relief uh, that I'm dealing with up in here. So I just want to thank you guys, yo. Uh, Be here at National Endowment of the Arts. Understand the pain and the suffering that millions of Americans have endured during this COVID crisis. And we'd like to thank the Democrats for giving us millions and millions of dollars in this time of crisis. So thank you, Democrats. The National Endowment of the Arts thanks you. And we will put this to good use. My fifth home could use another original Monet. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding, <laughs> but not. <laughs> but thank you, thank you. Hey, Democrats, I just uh, I want to take this opportunity to thank you. I am a human trafficker. I get paid to take people across the border illegally. So I, uh, I want to thank you for, uh, giving, uh, you know, money to illegal immigrants because that keeps me and my business thriving. I, I mean, I, it's going to be a good deal. So, uh, thank you.
6: we go this is lou Beninger, and uh, welcome i'm going to just call it tonight because that's the time zone i'm in and the beauty about podcasts that you can be in any zone you want you can be out of your mind zone so uh we're here at uh march 11th almost almost going to be midnight And uh, this show, this podcast will show up on the internet on the 13th of March, early in the morning. So, hope you get to listen to it soon, or whenever your pleasure. That's the beauty of it, right? You can just get it when you want it. Uh, Thank you for your input, and your feedback, and those that send me clips and ideas uh, they're all appreciated, no staff here, just me and Tanner Martis down in Texas, who yeah i get I get comments almost every week from people saying, "Oh, we really like the way it all flows together and from bumper music into clips to your talking so I said that's all the credit goes to Tanner Martis down there in texas he's He's a Texan, he was out here for a couple of years helping us. Uh, work on some international uh, traveling stomp dance evangelism group. And then he uh, had a child, and he and his wife moved back to Texas where his people are. So uh, greetings to Tanner and all, all your people down there in the mighty state of Texas. So if you want to get a hold of me, that's really easy you can reach me at lou lou at no dot com, lou lou at no hostages com. Uh, you can understand from that that there's a website so you can check out some articles i've written in the past and past podcasts at no hostages com, or I, some of you i know just probably pulled up on your phone somebody commented about no hostages radio and said oh you should or shouldn't listen to it or something so you looked at it and here you are you're listening so um, this is our 102nd uh, podcast the other way you can get a hold of me if you want to I'm on the left coast California northern California you can Dial me up at 530-713-1838, 530-713-1838. And uh, we are obviously, you know that, wherever you are, there's a, sometimes there's a time difference. But I'll answer the phone 24 hours a day because on that phone I run this trauma intervention program. <clears throat> so we get trauma calls every once in a while. And I answer them try to traumatized people don't like to leave voicemails. They just don't have any faith in it. They just don't have the patience or the faith. So we try to answer troubled calls, trouble calls live unless we're on the other line. So you can text me on that line as well if you want to just say give give you a call back, you want to talk about something. Happy to do it. Let's see. I think I did all the introductory stuff I need to do. Uh, I saw this. You know, you know how it is on the social media. You see these things they call memes, m e M-E-M-E. m e. And I saw this one says over fifteen hundred. Uh, sorry, I cut off the top. It says Chicago is gun free. Over fifteen hundred fifty shot already this year and that in, it's a gun-free zone right you can't carry a gun in Chicago but over 1,550 shot already this year and then it says under that Maine the state of Maine can carry concealed f- firearms without a permit isn't that cool we're hoping to do that here in and Sutter County in Northern California it says in the state of Maine they can carry concealed firearms without a permit and four years later, Maine is the safest state in the Union, according to this meme. Now, you can't believe everything you see on the Internet, right? I don't. I'm, all, I'm a suspicious guy, actually. So the, bod- the punchline to this is, tell me again how gun control works. I, uh, I get educated on the Internet. It's really helped me in a lot of ways. It's made me... Um, a, a researcher of information, a searcher of good information, and I follow down leads to say, "Is that true? Is that is that true? Or is that too good to be true?" So I saw a photo that troubled me. I I have a, a bunch of friends and I around the area we live. We've been painting out graffiti for like three decades. I think we've gone th- gone through generation after generation of Nortenio and Sardinian gang gangbangers tagging 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 until somebody shoots them then there's then it slows down their tagging a little bit when you get shot or killed but i noticed uh there's this memorial to the massachusetts 54th regiment uh and they fought in the civil war and this uh i believe this memorial is in boston and it's like two stories high. It's built kinda of into a side hill and they got a building on top. I'm wondering if it isn't a museum. But it kinda of, it's kind of a patio affair, big concrete and block and it's sturdy big and it tells the story of the fifty uh Massachusetts fifty fourth regiment. And they you know how they put a plaque up, you know, on a block or on a rock? And this is a huge uh description of the 54th regiment based out of Massachusetts and uh, the the byline is that the BLM the Black Lives Matter vandalized this beautiful memorial uh, remembering the many men that fought were damaged or were killed or just traumatized by the Civil War and they They trashed this. And it's interesting. It isn't like something they were just ignorant of and they didn't know what the 54th Regiment Memorial is. It's actually written on the face of the memorial in pretty good-sized letters. I can't read it on the photo, but it's like the whole description is like 10, 15 feet high and 10, 15 feet wide paragraphs. So I wanted to tell you about it because I wanted to honor these guys, even though black people today and white people today that think they're black people today trash the memory of these wonderful gentlemen. So there's a photo you could on the internet, you can look it up the photo from the civil war days of the 54th regiment based out of Massachusetts. It was called an infantry regiment. Uh, They served uh, the side of the Union Army. That's the North versus a Confederacy in the South. The unit was the second African American regiment following the first one in Kansas uh, called the first Kansas colored volunteer infant infantry regiment organized in the no- in Northern States during the Civil War. Uh, It was authorized by the Emancipation Proclamation. The regiment consisted of African-American enlisted men commanded by white officers. And the unit began recruiting in February 1863, (coughs) and they trained uh, on the outskirts of Boston, Massachusetts. Prominent abolitionists, those are people that did not want slavery. They wanted to abolish slavery. Prominent abolitionists, were active in the recruitment efforts, uh, including people like Frederick Douglass, whose two sons were among the first to enlist. Massachusetts Governor John Albion Andrew, who had long pressured the U.S. Department of War to begin recruiting African Americans, placed a high priority on the formation of this uh, regiment. Andrew appointed Robert Shaw, the son of Boston abolitionists, to command the regiment as colonel. The first black community in Boston was also instrumental in recruiting efforts. Isn't that interesting? A black community, you'd think if they were so butthurt, like blacks are today, that they wouldn't have wanted to participate. I I called it, I I think I misread it. I think I said my, my eyes are kind of blurry tonight said my I call them the the first black community it's actually the free black community in other words at that time in america there were there were uh, many blacks that were not free they were called slaves they lived on plantations we still have plantations today do you know that plantation slaves they're just it's all it's all mental bondage that you don't they don't actually live on a plantation they live in all kinds of places poverty all kinds of situations but it's a mental bondage but the free black community in boston was also instrumental in in the recruiting efforts and they utilized networks reaching beyond massachusetts and even into the southern states to attract soldiers and fill out the ranks so they recruited and solicited blacks from other states even farther south where there might have been a lot of uh slaves millions of slaves to come on up north and fight for the uh, freedom of the freedom of the uh, United States, freedom of the slaves. So, uh, the fifty-fourth Massachusetts Regiment was shipped to Beaufort, Beaufort uh, South Carolina, and became part of the X Corps commanded by Major General David Hunter. So, during the service, this is and this is, these guys are all blacks except for the commander, and they suffered. But in spite of that, Black Lives Matter destroyed their memorial. They were fighting for their freedom. And and so the Black Lives Matter people who are a legend in their own mind, they think they're fighting for their freedom, but actually they're fighting to go into bondage. Now I want to finish this, and then we'll move on. During its service with the X Corps, the 54th Massachusetts Regiment took part in operations against Charleston, South Carolina, including the Battle of Grimball's Landing and the more famous Second Battle of Fort Wagner. During the latter engagement, the 54th Massachusetts with other Union regiments executed a frontal assault against Fort Wagner and suffered casualties. So these are this is a memorial that that was trashed and and this is why we memorialize these brave men 20 were killed that day 125 of them were wounded and 102 missing and it says in in uh parentheses primarily presumed dead in other words maybe they just blew apart right from a cannon shot Roughly 40% of the unit's numbers at the time were damaged or dead or missing in action. The colonel actually was killed as well, the white colonel. Uh, He was on the parapet of Fort Wagner when he was killed. In 1864, as part of the Union Army's Department of Florida, the 54th Massachusetts took part in the Battle of Olustee. Probably few people even know these names. They're new to me. Many of them are new to me. We weren't taught this in school. Isn't it sad? These were wonderful, heroic men setting their own people free and joining with white people to do it, abolitionists. The service of the 54th Massachusetts Regiment, particularly the charge at Fort Wagner, soon became one of the most famous episodes of the Civil War interpreted through artwork, poetry, and song. Now, of course, Black Lives Matter and Antifa want to destroy all that. They probably remove that artwork and poetry. More recently, the 54th Massachusetts gained prominence in popular culture through the award-winning film by the title, Glory. Isn't it sad? Really sad, what's going on in our country. I read and I talked about this uh a few years ago about the Higgins boat. I became interested in the Higgins boat and uh, told the story about Mr. Higgins, who they were looking for a boat that could be used as a landing craft and not get hung up on the reefs and how they could carry men in it and dump them out very quickly. So they had to figure a way of having a propeller and motor system and had the drive shaft actually up in up in the, the the inside of the boat without being inside the boat. And uh it was a it was a breakthrough design and so I have a picture I'm looking at on my computer of a snapshot of these very very young men. They look a lot of them look like high school kids. All ready to uh, you know, have you seen them as they pull up on the beach? And they drop the front of the Higgins boat down. The whole front just collapses out like a ramp. And you could drive a Jeep off there or you could run, run off there. And uh, so these guys, it's a snapshot of them just before they get to the beach. It says here 90% of the soldiers on the first boats to hit the beach didn't live to see the end of the day. 90%. And it says to look at those faces it says some of them never made it to the age of 18 they never got to vote they never loved a woman or owned a home so you have the men of the 54th massachusetts regiment who are scorned today by by these supposed uh heroes black lives matter and antifa who the democrat party cheer and actually coordinated their attack throughout America. But they were actually heroes that that the people today, uh, they shouldn't even be allowed to mention their name. It's a holy name, the 54 Massachusetts Regiment. And the guys who stormed the beaches, the various beaches on D-Day, the same goes for them. The people that are causing problems in the country today don't even have a right to be called Americans. Maybe they don't even want to be called Americans. These guys on the Higgins boats that were dumped these guys by the thousands on the beach, they gave their lives fighting Hitler and the Nazis. So today's kids can call everyone they don't like Hitler and Nazis. Say law that. Isn't it interesting what these various governors that, in the name of saving our lives, nearly destroyed us? I just listened to Dr. Robert Bartlett on a on a show down in uh, Irving, Texas. Talk. He came up early on with the COVID relief, saying there's no reason for anybody to go to the hospital. There's no reason for anyone to die. I think it's called budesonide or something like that. It's an anti-inflammatory that's been used for eons for asthma patients, using it as an inhaler. And, uh, but the, since the government has made our medical community political now, and uh, he actually, Dr. Robert Barrett or Bartlett actually asked whether Fauci was a real doctor. I don't think he's a real doctor. He's a real quack. I call him wrong a lot. He's wrong a lot. And I don't think he's making a mistake. I think he's intentionally wrong. So what you have is throughout the country, you have over a half a million people that have died to something that was a common cold. So five governors out of 50 governors forced people that we knew were the most vulnerable anytime you have an illness already, like maybe your lungs bad, you got COPD, you have diabetes, you have any of the the ailments that older people get eventually before they die. And you add something like COVID to it. You have a potential problem, but the people that were given hydroxychloroquine and bedesinide. And a variety of other, like these are very cheap, hydroxychloroquine and are very cheap, way cheaper than what they gave President Trump when he came down with COVID. Very cheap. But instead, these governors, none of them medical people, they just politicized the whole thing with COVID, and they forced elderly people with compromised health health uh, issues compromised immunity systems they forced them back into care homes either ill themselves or other people were ill and today the numbers are nearly 40% of all covid-19 deaths in the united states we're not accidents they were premeditary murdered, premeditated murder. They knew from the very beginning that old people, they told us, you remember that? If you're old and you have compromised health, stay in your house, right? Wear a mask, stay in your house. But they put these people in compromised situations and and 40% of all the losses were somebody's grandma, great grandma, grandpa, uncle, they just killed them. And now they're just going to walk away and say, well, just, you know, just we, we didn't know. We did the best we could with what we knew. Everybody has that deal. Sutter County, Yuba County supervisors. Oh, well, we didn't get a second opinion on shutting down several thousand businesses because we just kind of went with what we knew. I huh, wonder if they'd have done that or that was their own business. We'll be right back. We're going to take a break here. We got uh, five more uh, segments to go with breaks in between. We'll be right back.
3: shut down the southern border. And I don't think that people really understand what that means. That means within weeks, weeks, we will run out of avocados. They will all be gone. That means like when you're at the grocery store with your friends, and you're like, hey guys, let's get some chips, and let's get some avocados, and let's make guacamole tonight. You won't be able to do that you just have chips <laughs> That means like when you're when you're at Chipotle or you're at Qdoba and you're like, "Hey, can I get some guac on my burrito?" They will tell you no. No. Ugh. I mean, you want to talk crisis? Let's talk crisis. I need a Xanax.
7: And On top of that, we've just recently elected a Catholic president, and he is Catholic, he's baptized, he is a member of the family. We've just elected a Catholic president who is diametrically opposed to all of the basic moral principles that are proclaimed by the Roman Catholic Church. Not only abortion, and the sanctity of human life, but the sanctity of marriage, and this gender silliness. How in the world did that happen? A Catholic, I'll tell you, if he wasn't Catholic, I probably wouldn't be so upset. He's a member of my family. He's the most powerful man in the world. And he is absolutely opposed to the basic understandings that God is the author of life. How in the world did this happen? You want an answer? I'll tell you the answer. Because our bishops have been silent for 60 years through bad catechesis and cowardice. I apologize if it sounds like I'm yelling at you, I am angry. It's a righteous anger, the same righteous anger that Jesus had when he drove the money changers out of the temple. He didn't hate those people, but he was outraged with a sense of righteous anger. Righteous anger means I am incensed at what you are doing to someone else and I am called to protect. Woe to me if I don't preach the gospel. I have to stand up for this. Jesus had to stand up for his father's dignity. So he wanted a clean house. And I have this righteous anger. I'm just tired of this. Angry to the point where I am tempted to say this. If you are pro-abortion, I am tempted to ask you to leave St. Henry Parish. Leave this parish. Tempted to say that. Because then I think, where would you go? This is not just this parish that teaches this. This is the Catholic Church, the Holy Catholic Church of God that teaches this. What parish would accept your views? Sadly, you would find one, and that is an indictment against the bishops. But God helped that parish that would let your ideas foster in their parish. And so instead... I will not ask you to leave. Why? Because this may be your only chance to repent, to change your mind, and to come to know the truth and finally embrace it. So I won't ask you to leave. This is your chance for salvation. You are welcome here, even if you're pro abortion, but your ideas are not welcome here, and they will be given no quarter same with Joe Biden he's a Catholic he's a member of the family if for some reason he would be in Buckeye on a Sunday Joe Biden is welcome to come to mass here his ideas are not welcome here and if you ask me a follow-up question would you give him communion no over my dead body not until he repents he's a public figure he needs to publicly repent and we need to pray for his conversion. He is a member of the family. Get
2: up, stand up. Stand up for your rights. Get up, stand up. Don't give up the fight. Get up, stand up. Stand up for your Get up stand
6: So we have these governors, Governor Cuomo, New York governor wolf pennsylvania governor murphy new jersey he's the guy that when they asked him when he was trying to force people violate their constitutional rights and they asked him what about the constitution he said it's above my pay grade (laughs) it's above his pay grade he's a governor of one of the 50 states gavin newsom california another one that killed people and another one kind of became infamous She actually was considered for the vice presidency. She said you couldn't go out and, remember that, couldn't go out and buy garden seed. Plant your garden. Gretchen Whitmer. These people are criminals, people. You think, oh, they're just liberal, social. No, they're criminals. They kill people. When you set up policies and the policies kill people, you're a murderer. Cuomo. Wolf, Murphy, Newsom, Whitmer. <clears throat> it's not an accident where you they knew from the very beginning. Very beginning that people with compromised immune system, in fact, when, when it got declared in our counties, we had our trauma intervention people, many we have a handful of older people in trauma intervention, and all a number of those older people left tip. To hunker down in their house. We had people whose children had compromised immune system. They left tip. Hunkered down in their house. And I thought, well, I'm not going to get involved in that. They're, that's what the medical community saying. So I'm just going to go along with it. I, I treated them as if it was my own family doctor telling me. But it really wasn't medical science. It was a fraud. It was a hoax. And it was politicians pretending like they're medical experts. And they killed a half a million Americans, over a half a million. Still people dying. Isn't it interesting? Dr. Robert Barlett was talking. uh, He's one of the top medical people in Texas. And he talked about putting people on a ventilator. You don't, in California, we weren't treating anybody. If you got COVID, you just stayed home. They didn't give you any treatment. No hydroxychloroquine. No drugs. They just said, you're on your own. You go home and you stay in in your place. You do not go out, and and if you get really bad, we'll put you on a ventilator. Over 90% of people put on ventilators died. Totally wrong thing to do. Totally wrong thing to do. Bad medicine. Malpractice. People should sue the hell out of the hospital system and sue the politicians. Remember all those ventilators? We gotta build ventilators. Fauci, Burks, build ventilators. We need we need hospitals. We need more we need to turn the sports arenas into hospitals. We need to put ventilators. We need remember Cuomo screaming at Trump? I want more ventilators. They killed people. They killed over ninety percent of everybody they put on a ventilator. People went to the hospital, died. People most people went to the hospital died. They didn't need to go to the hospital. They needed the right medical products. What the CDC and the who and all these people, our politicians say at the top, they're not doctors. They're just quacks. They said, tell people to stay six feet apart. Nonsense. Tell people to wear masks. Nonsense. Tell people to just stay in their homes. Nonsense. Don't don't treat people. I asked my friend, Dr. Cassidy works at Peachtree Clinic. I said, hey, Joe, how many, you seen any of these COVID patients? He said, not one. I said, how can that be? Everybody's got COVID. How come they're not going to the doctor? He said, they won't let them in. They won't let them in. Our health officer said, don't let them in. Let them get really bad. Then we're going to send them over to the hospital. They'll get like $29,000, put them on a ventilator. Then they're dead. Then I get to add them to my numbers. She didn't care about people dropping dead from Heroin, fentanyl, getting all screwed up, infecting a community with gonorrhea, syphilis. She's not a real health officer. She's a communist. She's a damn communist funded by the Soros people. Oh, well, you know, she's more interested in seeing herself on YouTube. Screw you, Mr. Dr. Lou. You killed people. You're negligent. Run around and intimidate people tagging their houses like they're all they got some kind of leprosy or something. People are not even sick cuz they had a PCR test positive. You put big signs on their houses? You're nuts, oh girl. You should be locked up. You need to go in a mental institution. You shouldn't be running around trying to tell people about their health. You're a quack. Total quack. of all COVID-19 deaths. Rest homes. You ever wonder why they didn't call George Floyd? Remember George Floyd? Mr. Righteous Man that's a criminal, drug addict, nutcase. Fought the guys. They clipped that out. You know, they clipped that out. You can't see him fighting the police. They just think, oh, yeah, the police didn't have anything to do, so they beat up and and trounced and killed a black guy and kill a black guy. The autopsy didn't say they police killed George Floyd. And why didn't we say he died of COVID? Come on liberals. COVID, COVID, COVID. Everybody dies of COVID. He had COVID on board. Oh, George. How come we didn't say he's a COVID death? Do we count him counting for COVID and then turn around and say they murdered him? Is that what you're going to say? Said excited that the, the, the uh, autopsy report said excited delirium and narcotics killed Mr. Floyd. Not not positional asphyxiation. He was COVID positive, people. You're not going to say he was like co- a COVID death? Didn't we count him as a COVID death? He's probably the only guy in America that died of something else other than COVID recently. I got a copy of the autopsy. Sec- Page two, no, this is the actual autopsy report of George Floyd. Page two, Roman numeral three, no life-threatening injuries identified. No facial, oral, mucosal, or conjunctival uh, problems. No injuries or anterior muscles of the neck or the larynx area structures. No damage. This is the action. That's not what they're telling you, the media. That's because they're lying. It doesn't fit their agenda. No scalp, soft tissue, skull, or brain injuries. George Floyd. He was loaded up. He was loaded. He had all kinds of drugs on board, man. He had a cocktail going on inside of him. No chest wall, soft tissue injuries, rib fractures, Ah, uh, other than a single rib fracture from CPR, you know, when they do CPR and they pop your rib, rib sometimes vertebral column injuries, none of them or visceral injuries, incision or subcutaneous dissection or posterior and lateral neck, shoulders, back flanks and buttocks negative for occult trauma. What killed him? He got all excited and he was loaded on drugs. Maybe he had a heart attack. Viral testing. Minnesota Department of Health postmortem nasal swab collected. five twenty six twenty twenty, 2020. Positive for oh my God. He's positive. I can't believe it, dude. What a nice guy. He's positive for 2019 N C O V R N A by P C R. Ninety percent of the PCR outcomes are false positives. How come we didn't say George died of COVID, man? It's a, it's the capitalist, you know, they didn't they didn't take care of George. He's a black dude. Toxicology. Performed uh blood specimens collected. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. Ding 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 ding. Five p.m. They collected 52520 at, at 5 p.m. Took his urine. What'd they find? Oh my God. Oh my God. Fentanyl. Then they found some norfentanyl. Uh then they found some methamphetamine. My God, he's got meth. He'd got he got heroin. He got fentanyl. He got methamphetamine in his system. Had caffeine on board. Oh, my God, he drank coffee or some energy drink. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Oh, George, he, he wasn't messing around. Urine, drug screen, presumptive positive for cannabinoids or commonly called weed, amphetamine and fentanyl. Urine, drug screen, confirmation, morphine, look out. Old George had it. He was loaded, man. He was a drugstore in his body. But we're going to blame some cop and hold, and he's going to go to jail for murder, even though there was no damage to the neck, no damage to the skull, no damage to his teeth or his mouth. And they they were wrestling and fighting old George. Old George a big old dude but we're going to let this go down as some kind of police brutality they didn't show you you know they don't show you ever what was happening to the police how why they responded the way they did yeah i even had cops they're they're like so on the defensive these poor police officers said yeah you know i don't i don't support what they did to george really why don't we find out who gave him the fentanyl why don't we find out how about the the dealer and the methamphetamine or the norfentanyl or the cannabinoids. Or the morphine. George, that dude liked to get high. You know, people, if you're not turning on that off that damn TV set yet, you are in trouble. Your brain is getting pickled with stupidity. You took the stupid pill. Yeah, you've been drinking from that stupid spout. That's what you've been drinking from. Hey, this is I have got a kick out of this. You know, I used to, I used to study about natural health, you know, when I used to do a lot of drugs. This is the this is ironic. Doing a lot of drugs, selling a lot of drugs, and I was studying how to be healthy. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's the whole liberal thing. Studying how to be healthy, and you're doing LSD on the weekend or doing a little heroin. So the, you know the liberals are saying, oh yeah, we want grass-fed beef, or they don't want any beef at all. Oh my God, you know those cows and those chickens, they they got they got hor- they're injecting them with hormones so they can make the big eggs and the big beef. It's so fascinating, you know they got problems with hormones there, but they don't have any problem injecting a kid with hormones to so get some tits out of that little boy, right? Just inject him with hormones and and get him some breasts, or inject that girl with some hormones and get get her some hair on her chest, like get her all voice changing and everything. We don't have any problem. Want to make it as easy as possible? You don't even have to ask your parents. Just like tell the teacher. I think I'm think I'm feeling the, my male side coming out. I need some hormones. Take me down to the nurse and get me an injection. I need to start getting on some hormones. We don't have any problems getting kids on hormones, but oh man hey Amen. Is are those eggs did, are they from like hormone free chicken? Are them are those are those chickens out there free ranging? Or are they like are they are they feeding them hormones in that grit they're feeding them? Oh my god, I can't eat an egg. I can't eat an egg with a hormone in it. But, man, we inject a kid with a hormone, a little 10-year-old kid. I think I feel like, well, I don't know. I don't know whether I'm a boy or a girl. I can't figure it out. It's got so confusing, and the teacher keeps talking about, I think you look like you're a boy. I think you're playing to play in the Little League and be on the boy's side. You know, people, crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Let, let me do something else. This is, this is funny. There's a great guy that I love. I bought a book called Watermelon from him talking about the environmental scam the entire environmental scam it's a fraud all this thing oh you gotta do this and you got oh, oh 12 years we're gonna the whole worst world's gonna come to an end right so he wrote this book called watermelon and because uh they talk about green right so the, a watermelon the typical watermelon the green on the outside and you finish the rest. Red on the inside. Red is communism, totalitarianism. Green is the green movement. So what you think is green when you pop it open and look on the inside, look real close. You What you got is communism. So I want you to think about something. I played a deal. There was a clip last week about 25 different truths about COVID or untruths, however you want to look at it. You remember when they said in COVID, these liars—they're just damn liars. So they say uh, this is highly contagious. And the guy from the uh, Imperial College in London—remember the guy that was having sex with this? Uh, with this? You know, he—he he was telling people you can't leave your apartment and you can't uh, want to have any contact with any other Im- individual. But he was having an affair, adulterous fa- affair. With with a gal, a married gal, another married gal at his apartment while he was telling the rest of the world and he was telling like there were going to be like 2.6 or 2.2 2 or 2.5 million deaths in the United States. He got this whole thing rolling like, oh, this is super contagious. And this is like uh, super fatal. I mean, it's like you're like you're just not going to be able to get through this. Totally a lie. 180 degrees. Wrong. So I got to thinking, and I wasn't the first person to think this because people started talking about it. You know something like, for instance, I just got a call and a person, like a few hours ago, and a person was murdered. And so usually when a person's murdered, or a lot of times when they are and there's a lot of blood around and body parts, we need to get like a company come in and they clean it up. Cause you don't know the person, what person had on board It made it be hepatitis C might, might be HIV positive. So the blood is, is carrying like hazardous waste. Right. And you got to be careful on just anybody's not supposed to clean it up. You got to have a special license and stuff. So the people were talking to me about it, that their loved ones were murdered. Loved one was murdered. And so we were talking about the need You know, somebody can come in and help them because they cleaned it up some, but they couldn't get it clean, clean, clean. So we're real careful in American society, you know, about hazardous waste. Like if you're ever in the hospital, like I spent a lot of time in the hospital and they have these hazardous waste containers where everything that got fluid on it from a patient or blood goes into special container, so then it's taken out and handled in a special way. So it doesn't contaminate society, right? Smart thinking, right? So if masks are catching COVID coming your way through the atmosphere. Have you noticed there's masks everywhere laying all over the street? In my my part of my community, I got I got needles. They're shooting heroin right over the fence for me. Needles laying around over here. And but there's masks, dirty masks just laying right in the asphalt. If if COVID is so incredibly infectious and so incredibly dangerous, why wouldn't we have a hazardous waste container at every corner and every block to deposit your masks? Man, people are grabbing masks like their little kid grab grabs his crotch. It's like kids are all playing with their penis and stuff. People are playing with those dang masks. Incredible! I watch. I watch on uh, Facebook today. I watched a bunch of people get sworn in at Yuba County Sheriff's Department, and and uh, I, I watched the sheriff. He took the he had the mask off so he could talk and actually be heard instead of. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So Wendell Anderson took it off so you could hear him. Then then when he went out to shake somebody's hand, he put the mask on to help pin them on, pin, pin the badge on or whatever. I thought, well, you're touching that mask all the time. It's just like, you know, some. He didn't even believe it. He's just going along to get along. You see, you see what I'm saying? Now, these hazardous masks, dirty, filthy masks are everywhere. Why aren't they putting them in a hazardous waste dump and burning them in the incinerator or something? They don't even care. It's all a bunch of crap. They don't care. They're not. They're not infected. It's baloney. Come on, follow it. Follow the logic. So, Del- the guy that wrote the book Watermelon. His name's Dellingpole. He's a Brit, a really good writer, researcher. Dellingpole. The the title is Now Corona masks are polluting beaches and coral reefs. Will they be banned? Will they be banned? What are you going to ban the use of masks? We banned straws, and we didn't—we didn't even have any proof that they did anything wrong. Besides, one straw got up the nose of some uh, some big turtle. I'm asking you, what happens to all the condoms when they, they, they? There's a lot more condoms out there than there are straws. And what are we doing about condoms up the nose of an old a used condom? We'll be right back. We got another break
2: here.
8: It's been a long, long, time coming Oh, but I know she is gonna come mm-hmm.
1: There was a time in my life when I was angry, bitter, and deeply unhappy. I wanted to lash out at the whole fascist system, the greedy, heartless power structure that didn't care about me or the rest of society's innocent victims. A system that had robbed, beaten, and stolen from my ancestors. The whole corrupt edifice deserved to be brought down, reduced to rubble. I was a perfect recruit for Antifa, the left-wing group which claims to fight against fascism. And so, I became a member. Now, I was one of those who had the guts to fight against the fascists who were exploiting disadvantaged people. I wasn't a card-carrying antifascist. There's no such thing as an official Antifa membership. But I was ready at a moment's notice to slip on the black mask and march in what Antifa calls the Black Bloc, a cadre of other black-clad Antifa members to taunt police and destroy property. Antifa stands for antifascist, but that's purposely deceptive. For one thing, The very name is calibrated so that anyone who dares to criticize the group or its tactics can be labeled fascist. This allows Antifa to justify violence against all who dare stand up or speak out against them. A few groups boldly declare themselves Antifa like Rose City Antifa in Portland, but most don't, preferring to avoid the negative publicity. That's part of Antifa's appeal and strength. It's hard to pin down. There is no identifiable leader. To be part of Antifa, you must adopt two basic principles. First, you have to have the mentality of an anti-fascist, and second, you must be willing to enforce that mentality. To adopt an anti-fascist mentality means to reject everything that is fascism. But that begs the question, what is fascism? While most Americans associate fascism with Nazi Germany or modern dictatorial states like Venezuela, China, and North Korea, to Antifa, Fascism means Judeo-Christian values and capitalism. As an Antifa group said on its Twitter account in 2018, the fight against fascism is only won when the capitalist system is smashed. And they mean smashed. Breaking windows, tearing down statues, throwing Molotov cocktails, looting and burning businesses, and harassing and physically assaulting people. We saw it all in the summer of 2020 in Portland, Seattle, Minneapolis, and other cities. Antifa is not solely responsible for all left-wing political violence. Not every attack by left-wing radicals is an Antifa attack. But Antifa exemplifies the worst of this dangerous ideology, which is becoming bolder and more prevalent in American society. Joining Antifa was the worst decision of my life. How did I get out of it? Like anyone who gets out of something bad, I encountered something good. The very system that I had sought to destroy, friends, People who turned out to be my real friends pointed me to challenging thinkers like Milton Friedman, Thomas Sowell, and Ben Shapiro, and eventually organizations like the Leadership Institute and PragerU. What they said just made sense and offered me a better way to live. Antifa and the radical left did not care about building a better society. They cared about control. They could only offer me more anger, bitterness, and unhappiness. I always expected to keep my past a secret. But as I saw cities around the country struggling against the rise of left-wing political violence, while left-wing and even liberal politicians said nothing, I knew I had to speak up. If people like me who know what is really behind Antifa don't, the left will obliterate what it means to be a free American. So here I am. And here's my message. Young people don't drift to the left because they believe the left is superior. Most do because they have never been exposed to anything else. Leftism has become what Andrew Breitbart once described as the default position. The American idea is more powerful than you think. It turned me around. It can turn others around too. The core of that idea, call it the American dream, is not about money, it's about freedom. That ultimately is the reason Antifa has to resort to violence. Because if conservatives are allowed to speak freely, they will peacefully convert more and more of Antifa supporters towards the values of liberty, and then Antifa will vanish like the nightmare it is.
5: Well, damn, the party of my body, my choice is getting really offended by these mask mandates being lifted. Do understand that lifting the mask mandate doesn't mean you can't wear one. You'd like to be the white knight protecting everyone. You can absolutely continue to wear your mask. And if you're worried about these people not wearing their masks, you are completely within your rights the fuck home will be 100 safe there no you're not actually interested in protecting people you're interested in protecting your right to do whatever the fuck you want while oppressing other people's right to do what they want you don't have to shop at businesses that allow people not to wear a mask you don't have to go to any restaurant or anywhere that doesn't enforce a mask mandate you can do whatever you want to do the only difference and the reason why you're so unbelievably offended is now so, can everyone else? Would never leave us alone. I am the darkness
2: that must come out the light.
4: Could you be love? And be loved.
6: Could you be So, Delling Pole, check this out. This is over in the Philippines. I get a kick out of this. These, these liberals are so full of baloney. They can't get out of their own way. It says personal protective equipment. This is PPE. This is an interesting thing. The PPE supplies were being sent out before COVID ever hit. Did you know this? The Chinese cornered the PPE industry. So they would make all the money on the PPE supplies, personal protective equipment, gloves, masks, shields, the whole thing. And they were being shipped all over the world before the pandemic actually was declared. I don't care whether you think it's conspiracy or not theory. It's not a conspiracy theory if it's actually happened. Past tense. Do we even teach that in school anymore? Past tense says PPE is washing up on coral reefs close to the Philippine capital of Manila. Not vanilla like my Mexican gangbanger friends like to call it, like vanilla envelopes and van- <laughs> Manila. According to an estimate by Asian Development Bank, during the peak of the COVID-19 outbreak, the city could have been generating up to 280 tons of extra medical waste. Not a month per day. Have you ever been in Manila? I've been in there a number of times. It's packed with people. They were generating 200. What about are we? Hey, what happened to the freak out over straws? Remember the little kid came up with this deal and all of a sudden he said, Oh, we're burning through $500,000, 500,000 straws a day. Did anybody ever check him on? How do you know how many straws we're using a day? 280 tons this is just off Manila of extra medical waste per day. Do you think the liberals are concerned about pollution? They're not. It's it's all a gig. A handful of freak, you know, teeny boppers are. Serious people aren't. They want to they want to have totalitarian control of the whole world they're going to get it through Forcing scaring the hell out of people about climate change. They're going to the world's coming to an end, but they will they will crank up a a fraud pandemic. And out of just one little man, if you want to go see some PPE, go check out Shanghai or Nanjing or Wuhan or Guangzhou. Or Shenzhen, come on, people. We're talking about thousands of tons per day in these big cities in, in Asia. What were they thinking? Let me read it to you. This is the BBC British Broadcasting says, this is a really serious problem. Say so. Yeah, 280 tons. Just a Manila Manila's a filth. I haven't been over there in years, but when I first went, oh, my God, in like 1989, oh, man, people were wearing stuff over their face to not breathe all the, the diesel fume. It says environmental groups are warning that the plastic inside face mask is breaking down and being consumed by marine wildlife. They're urging the Philippine government to improve its handling of medical waste Honestly, people, they just run the waste out there in the Philippines right out in the ocean. He says, perhaps one day we will hear wispy-voiced gorilla hugging Malthusian Sir David Attenborough talking wistfully about this threat to the marine environment on one of his politicized nature documentaries. This guy's a scammer. So Delingpole says in May 2019, a focus on that date, right? That's before COVID, supposedly. Surfing the wave of that atom borough generated anti-plastics moral panic, Michael Gove, he's the U.K. environmental secretary, Michael Gove, pushed forward frivolous virtue-signaling legislation banning plastic drinking straws, plastic drinking stirrers, and plastic-stemmed cotton buds. Isn't it so ridiculous, people? has no and hardly any impact on any environment. He said, so Delingpole says, I'd love to see Gove's environmental conscience being similarly stirred, by that horrifying mass pollution footage from the Philippines, a ban on masks, all masks, forever. What a blessed relief that would be. My point is, nobody's asking the the questions below the surface. If masks are such an incredible stopping device of this terrible typhoid of covid and it could stop it and collect it. Then you just throw it in that regular trash and take it to the dump. Aren't you going to infect the whole world? You could just take it to the dump. You can't, you don't have to biohazard it. Oh, well, you know, let's talk to, Do- oh, well, you know, Dr. Fauci. Oh yeah. Let's see, see what Fauci is. Has anybody came to a conclude that the guy's a total fraud? He's a nutcase. The guy to go from straight from here to like an Alzheimer unit. Total ripoff. (laughs) Can you imagine how many billions? We had right before the uh, campfire in Paradise, California. We had a big donation of um, a 52-foot truckload of emergency supplies. I thought, what are we going to do with all this stuff? In fact, it was just something like a quarter million masks in 95s. This is before COVID. We had a big fire where burnt down the entire city of paradise under the jury, under the tootlies, under the council, under the management of the wonderful Gavin Newsom. Burnt down an entire city, the schools. No, no forest management burnt down the schools. It all the stores even burnt down all the fast food places. Can you believe it? How uncool is that? Burnt down the hospital, for goodness sakes. <laughs> it, just, it just cleaned everybody's clock. Well, nobody had any mass up there. So we just sent truckload after truckload of mass. Can you imagine how many masks we've blown through in COVID? And all of them just went right into the normal dump. Do you think that's cool? Oh they it just no big deal. COVID, no big deal. You no hazardous waste. Honestly, people, this scam is for people that are just so serious. Oh my God, you're not wearing a mask? Oh please, please, please! I didn't. Yeah, I, I don't have a rabbit's foot today. Nor did I put on a condom before I left the house. I think I'm going to be okay. I think I'm going to be okay. My God. All right, let's get on with it here. I'm going to. I some of these things. I. I are so extraordinarily crazy. All right, uh, I, gotta, I got. I got. I got to do this. This. The title of this. I'm just going to say it. Nobody can bullshit a well informed citizen. Most Americans are idiots. If you're being informed by CNN, MSNBC. ABC, all those people, you are an informed, you're a well informed idiot. They're lying to you. So we've been hearing about, we had a, a real idiot city councilman that became mayor. His name's Ricky Scamayoa. This guy can't find his ABCs, although he's got a master's degree. Guy is <laughs> an idiot, total idiot, clueless. This guy is, he's lost in space. You know, some people may be able to answer questions and get themselves a master's degree, but they need to be handheld across the street. They can't find their way. This guy says he wants to remove all the railroad tracks coming up through Northern California here because it's putting, uh, City of Marysville, since we have a lot of railroad tracks coming through here and freighters come freight trains coming through here, he said, oh, well, you know, now I've lived here like all my life. Right. It's almost 100 years. No, no freight train has gone off the tracks. Has a freight train ever gone off the track in the world? Yes. Has a has a meteorite ever hit the world? Yes. But when I drive my Honda, which is like a toaster on wheels, when I drive it out of the driveway, there's a chance that a meteorite could hit the front of the car and kill me. But I'm going to take that risk because I don't know anybody else a meteorite has hit. But Ricky Scamayoa wanted to force all these trains to move their trains because they're hauling oil, filthy oil, that he uses to run his Cadillac that he bought by taking a payoff, a bribe, from the marijuana people here of ten thousand dollars, help him pay for a new Cadillac. But he's put fossil fuel in it. That's all right. But he's going to cause the, all the trains to move. I want to give you some facts on oil. Like, oh, oil is kind of messy. I spilled oil on the cement one time. Our world without oil, we'd go back into the prehistoric times. You think? Oh, we got we got windmills. We got bird blenders. We got solar. You don't got anything. What happened to you? Check out what happened to Texas. A total debacle with wind energy ends up shutting down power in all of Texas, even though they got all kinds of oil. Let me read you this. So the idea is, we had this. This Keystone Pipeline has been cleared over and over and over again. Then people get paid off and they they back out. Keystone Pipeline is going to bring down raw oil. Pumped out of oil, crude oil, and pipe it down to the uh, refineries in America because we already have all these refineries. And then they could sell the gas or whatever they're going to do, right? And so all these people, oh my God, it's going to ruin the environment. It's got, what, 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 hey, 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 what if there's a spill? What if a, a, there's a leak in a pipe? Have you ever thought and and the it, the idiot liberals they don't even think about if you have a uh, a truck full of oil how the the what the odds what are the odds of a truck full of oil or a, or a uh a train car full of oil having a problem a leak versus a pipe that's running through down through the country okay let me give you some facts They've shut down the Keystone Pipeline, put thousands and thousands of people out of the work. I mean, it just—it was just like shutting down our businesses. The super, <laughs> the stupid advisors in the S- Yuba County stupid advisors and the Sutter County stupid advisors shut down all the businesses in town, calling some of them nonessential. They should never be let off the hook. They shut down. The, did they get a second opinion? No. Would they get a second opinion if they were told they had terminal cancer? Yes. But that's their body, and they'll shut down you and screw you over in a heartbeat because you're you, and it's not their business. Keystone Pipeline, upon completion, would carry more than 800,000 barrels or 33.6 million gallons of oil through the pipeline, not per month, not per year, not per decade, per day with no harmful emissions. Liberals can't think this through. So if you drive a truck there are emissions. If you drive a train there are emissions. If you drive a boat there are emissions, there're motors. They don't teach that in school. They would rather teach you how to screw a horse at our public schools now. How to have how to change your sex. How you might want to get a set of breasts and keep your penis. That's called a transsexual. I, hey, don't get offended at me. If In fact, I don't even really care whether you do or not. Just go to some other podcast because you get all freaked out about me, but you'll have your kids down there getting taught that and won't bat an eye. The Keystone Pipeline, upon completion, would carry more than 800,000 barrels or 33.6 million gallons of oil through the pipeline each day with no zero harmful emissions. Zero, zero, zero. A barrel of oil is 42 gallons, not to be confused with a 55-gallon drum. Because a gallon of oil weighs only 7.8 pounds per gallon, most tractor-trailer trucks can only carry... Uh, weighs about 7.8 uh, per gallon, pounds per gallon. A tractor-trailer truck can only carry about 130 barrels of oil at a time without violating our Department of Transportation limits of 80,000 pounds on the roadway. So when you add the weight of the truck and the trailer and the oil, you have 80,000 pounds. You can't go over 80,000. An empty trailer averages about tra- tractor trailer is averages about 35,000 pounds in weight. So you got another 45,000 pounds you can put on of oil and then the party's over. It would take 6,154 more trucks going just from Canada to the Gulf Coast where they're going to clean up the oil, make gas. Gulf Coast, that's down at Houston. It would take 6,154 more trucks going just from Canada to the Gulf Coast, coast, Coast for the same oil every single day, seven days a week. You see, this is pipes running seven days a week. Every single day that you don't have the pipeline, you think this is about environmentalism? If you think that, I think you got syphilis in your brain because you can't think. You cannot think. People are getting paid off. Do you know that uh, Warren Buffett has a huge interest in the railroad lines? you think that might have something to do with this? People are making money off not having that pipeline, people. Every single day, we're saving 6,154 trucks driving all the way from Canada to Houston. Seven days a week. Now, a rail car, let's talk about a rail car. A rail car holds approximately 30,000 gallons or 700 barrels in each car. You've seen those old black tubes? Rail car hauling oil. They they just look dirty, don't they? Rail car holds approximately 30,000 gallons or 700 barrels. It would take trains pulling 1,143 more rail cars per day, Every day, seven days a week, just to pull the oil equal to that pipeline from Canada to the Gulf Coast, down to Louisiana or down to Texas. Trains and trucks burning more diesel fuel and creating more and more emissions. Now, I thought we were worried they're trying to get emissions-free cars. Me driving around in some electric car. Oh, I'm Ruining the world. Really? I'm I'm running the world with my Honda element. I'm running the world? And you're sending six thousand one hundred and fifty four more trucks a day from Canada to instead of just letting the oil flow through that pipe with no emissions? All of this would have been eliminated by the Keystone Pipeline, all those extra trips and those extra train cars. Listen, people, if you wonder how people make get paid 160000 dollars dollars a year to be assemblyman or you know, House of Representatives, Congressman, Senator, and end up retiring with $50 million, $60 million, $70 million, $80 million, that's how they're getting paid off. To stop that pipeline. This has nothing to do with saving the environment. If we did, we would build pipeline after pipeline after pipeline after pipeline. You know what it's like? Do you drink water? How long have you been doing water? Where do you get that water from? you poop in the house? You got water coming in your house? How do you get that water in there? Do you have it trucked in? Do you have it trained in? That sounds stupid to you. I may be paying a premium rate for cow water, but they, they pipe that baby in this logic eliminates piping, everything. They think trucking would be the better. Let's truck water. Why don't we deliver water by the, the, like out there at glad tidings where I go to church, they, they have water that they irrigate the lawn water that they, they uh, flush the toilets, but they have drinking water, brought in in 5 gallon jugs. You know why? Cuz the state threatened them because they're the the uh, stuff in their water they claim is, is is not the right amount. Oh shoot, I ran out of time. Uh, let me take a break here and I'm going to finish up on this this crazy nutso communist we got shutting down things running this country. They're just running the country. We'll be right back.
4: Tell it like it is. Don't be ashamed, your be your I, I deep down
3: inside me, oh, I Hi there. I'm a white liberal mom living in the suburbs, and I'm highly, highly educated. I also vote Democrat, and I'm here to encourage you to do the same. And yes, most of the crime, poverty, injustice you witness today is taking place in Democrat-run cities with Democrat mayors and Democrat city councils. Mm. And you might be thinking, well, why would I keep voting Democrat? People who promise change and no change happens. That's a great question. And I'm here to tell you that this time, this time, we really do promise change this time. I'm also here to encourage you to vote for Joe Biden. Joe Biden has been an elected official for almost 50 years. That's a long time. Joe Biden was even vice president for eight years. Eight years! This is delicious. And throughout all of Joe Biden's time in office he has promised change. And this time This time, Joe means it.
1: Mr. Speaker,
0: if we lose the Second Amendment, then the first will fall. I want to remind my colleagues of a simple fact that is far too often swept under the rug by the left. Americans have a right to obtain a firearm for lawful purposes. I'll say it again louder for those on the left sleeping in the back. Americans have a right to obtain firearms. This is my right, and Mr. Speaker, this is your right. But let me be clear to everyone in this chamber, you will not take this right away from us. I know it's easy to be sucked into the DC bubble, but outside of here, in real America, when we say come and take it, we damn well mean it. This bill would unconstitutionally place the burden of proof for firearm purchases and transfers on American citizens instead of placing the burden firmly where it belongs on the shoulders of the government. But let us be clear, The left is not here today to debate this bill, nor are they here to legislate in the best interest of the American people. They are here to shove it down our throats. My colleagues and I on the right have been called here to defend one of our most sacred rights. Because you, Mr. Speaker, think that the Constitution is just another piece of paper to tear down the middle of and toss aside. I speak for millions of Americans. I specifically speak for 700,000 plus Americans in my district. When I say that if you think this bastardization of the Constitution will be met with silence, then you know nothing of the America I know. You want my guns. I know it. We all know it. Well, Mr. Speaker, you could come and take them. With that, I
8: yield. I'm Mike Pompeo, fellow NRA member and former Secretary of State. I was part of a crucial administration that spent the last four years fighting for the Second Amendment. I was proud of the work we accomplished to protect and defend our freedoms both at home and abroad. I fought for you. I fought for your Second Amendment rights as a soldier, as a CA Director, and then as your Secretary of State. Now look, I-, I love to shoot. I still go to my family's farm and shoot from time to time. I own a whole handful of firearms and both my wife and I had concealed carry permits when we lived back in Kansas. I want to be very clear. The threats to our Second Amendment cannot be overstated. It's why we need your unwavering support and commitment to protecting these rights. Back in 2010, when I first ran for Congress, I was endorsed by the NRA, and I was proud of it. I continued the commitment as Director of CIA and as America's top diplomat at the State Department. Protecting America's Second Amendment rights is absolutely essential to protecting and promoting American freedom. I want to thank each of you for standing with me to protect and defend the freedoms that we know treasure, and love.
7: Diamonds on the shores of
6: So we got communists running the country. It has nothing to do with invite. I- I'm all for like I. T- I'm careful around my house with chemicals and all that kind of stuff. I do not dump stuff into the water system. Used oil. Forget about. It. I don't dump chemicals in the water system. So I think we have an obligation to be efficient, effective. We don't. We shouldn't waste. We need to take care and be good stewards of our environment. That's what the Bible teaches. That's what I'm going by, not not what I, not whether I feel butt hurt or not. But this, what what's being told us is malarkey. It's nonsense. It's foolishness. And most people won't get out of their sofa get out of their lazy boy and do the research themselves to see how much nonsense this is. Oh my God, we we need a bajillion dollars to stop the earth from disaster. You know, if the United States stopped today, according to scientists, if it stopped using all fossil fuel today, we would not have any impact on pollution around the world. You know why? Because China and the rest of them aren't doing it. They talk a good story. Do you know China's bringing on, like, I, I don't, I think like every week or every month they're bringing on a new, a new coal. Uh, uh, what do they call it? A coal refinery or whatever they call it. They think, oh, I thought coal was really dirty. Not the way they handle it today. But that's the way the media talks. Because China's sharp. Coal, you think, oh, oil's the best. No, 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 coal. Coal is actually a wonderful uh, uh, energy source. It's one of the best. And it's very consistent. But the way, remember Obama and now Biden has shut down all these coal coal operations. They are not interested in what's best for the country. That would be a guy like Donald Trump, right? Who opened up all the coals, opened up all the oil operations and shut down all these st- stupid bl- bird blenders and stuff They're Have you ever noticed? Why don't you just do an energy project and uh, you get yourself a little windmill just so you know, do it like a science project with your kid, get yourself a windmill, a small one, a little tiny one, and then hook it up to a battery system, Put a little solar, you know, not a solar system, but a, but a battery that can collect the energy because you've got to collect the energy. Cause if you're not using it right now, It's going to go to waste, right, if you don't need it right now. So uh, anyway, uh, it's like with coal, you can just generate more and more energy on demand. Just fire up that coal. So get yourself a little windmill, and then get your battery, and then you run something off off the battery that you're uh, generating power from the windmill because it's going around and around and around and around, right? And uh, say you uh, turn on a little light bulb with the windmill, and then then you really do. You say, "Okay, for, let's make this for real." So we're going to turn on a light bulb in the kitchen off this little windmill, and we're going to depend on it. Okay, the wind windmill. But then, after you get it all set up, and rejoice that your kid now is a little scientist. He's a little little, uh, you know, uh, you know, you know, a rookie scientist. As soon as you get going, the wind stops and you have several days where there's no wind. So you sit in the dark. Now, that's that's just a microcosm on a very personal level of how stupid the whole wind energy thing is. I don't want to spend my whole night on this, but it's an interesting area. So it says... This one guy writes, I'm so relieved we're shutting down a clean pipeline so we can buy oil from non-regulated Middle East and have it transported by thousands of huge gas-guzzling tankers who dump their oily bilge. That's when they have a bow movement on a ship, a bilge in the ocean. Science. It's all about science, right? You don't remember when the... the the oil tanker Valdez, I think the the captain was drunk and they crashed up there in Alaska and dumped all that oil up there. Remember that? These ships have, they crash, just like your car. You ever been in a car wreck, had a crash? Well, if you had any bunch of oil on board, if you had a 55-gallon drum in the back of your truck and you crashed, it would probably spill over and go right down the drain. Those are the risks when you When you haul stuff around like you ever seen it, they train the firefighters with special abilities because I've used to work with the fire department and they're called hazardous waste uh, approaches to clean up messes when these big trucks get run into or they flip over and they they're loaded with hazardous waste, a lot worse than oil. Just trying to remind you of some of the problems we're facing here. All right. Well, hey, I wanted to mention to you about uh, Gavin Newsom recall and uh, the recall. Uh, it looks like uh, in less like the Trump election, uh, it's going to get stolen. If it's going to get stolen, it's going to get stolen because we really don't have anybody with backbones to stand up against the uh, liberals. The, the Republicans in this state are really liberals with just they just get paid for doing, you know, a token opposition. They need somebody to you know, it's kinda like having a fighter. You have you have the champion who they want to win. And so they just throw somebody in the ring, give him some money just to give some give somebody to uh to fall guy. They just need a fall guy. So what the Republicans in California are are fall folks, fall guys for the DIMS. Right? So uh the we needed one point it's almost just a tad under 1.5 million good signatures to put the recall on the ballot. There'd be a special election before the end of 2021. And so supposedly we have now in the recall movement, we have 2 million vote, 2 million signatures. So the thing is, are we going to end up with 400 or 500,000 bad signatures, right? If we we got an extra 500,000 signatures so that means almost one out of 3 one out of 3 could be wrong bad signature and we could still get this on the ballot but it'll see we'll see if it'll make it so here's a here's a tricky deal you know in the uh in a regular election if there's multiple candidates uh somebody has to get 50% plus one vote to win it outright. If three candidates run, run against each other and no one gets 50% plus one vote, then the top two vote getters go to a runoff. Do you understand that? That is not the way a recall election happens. And, uh, I'm just trying to find, uh, okay. I think I'm here. That's not the way a recall election happens. Now let me explain it to you. So for recall election happen to happen, and and right now we we got the signatures right. So that's that. So if they if the secretary of state goes through those uh, signatures and certifies the fact that we have enough signatures to have a recall election of the governor of the state of California, he will declare a special election, and um, and then um, there will be one question will be posed should the governor be removed yes or no and if the yeses get it then he's removed and that's one part of the election if the if the noes get it then he remains even after we went to all this work we have to have a election of the populace and the folks If 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 more folks say we we want to keep him, then we'll keep him. We're going to get him, keep him. But if enough people say we want him to be removed, then there's a bunch of people also on the same ballot that are running to replace him. And what you're going to have is a bunch of I mean, we could have 50 people that they qualify to get on the ballot. Say 50 Republicans, of all different persuasions, people with experience, no experience, would like to have the job, have never done anything much in their life, and they want to run the essential, essentially a small country, right? One of the sixth, sixth, seventh, or eighth economy in the world. They're going to just get in there. They probably, you know, work for a sandwich shop, right, got themselves a law degree, and now they're going to run for— governor so there's going to be all these people now here's the here's the difference between a regular election and this election gavin newsom is not running against these other people gavin newsom is really running on his own merits against himself if they vote to throw him out he it has nothing to do with these other candidates he's out boom and he he does not need he is not competing against the other candidates if the majority of the people, 50%, let me put it there. If the majority of people voting throw Gavin out, that he's out, period. And if the majority of people vote to keep him in, he's in, period. It has nothing to do with the other people running. So if he's out, then the person that gets the most votes... Just the most, not 50% plus one, just the most. So he might be, he might get 25% of the vote, 20% of the vote. And the rest of the vote was dividing up with 50 other people, 20 other people. Whoever gets the most votes on those ballots. And again, no majority. They go in as governor. That's how this works. So that, that recall thing. Could spell trouble because Gavin's really not running against anybody else. He's just running on his own record, and his record sucks. So that's the way that I want to explain that to you. So the the uh, votes will get turned in. Now, maybe if you haven't signed, you want to sign. They get turned in on the 17th, and uh, they're going to turn them in on, I think, the 17th of March this, this month. And then they, the word I got was later this year they're gonna if if he if those signatures there's enough of them it's almost just under one point five million they need one point five million good signatures if we got him, he's going he's going to get on the ballot now some people say if even if you recall if he gets on a recall ballot that he's got enough support in this state. With all he's done screwy. With people fleeing, hundreds of thousands of people are fleeing California right now each year. And big businesses are moving. I just saw another business moving to, I think it was North or South Carolina. Tech business. They're moving to North and South Carolina. They're moving to Austin, Texas. They're moving all over the place. And so... um, there's some people that say, hey, even if he is recalled, he gets on a recall ballot, they don't think we're going to get enough votes to vote him out. You need 50% plus one. He's not running against anybody else. It's like him in or out. That's the that's the vote. In or out. Stay in or get out. That's a recall vote. People are saying we. they don't think we can get 50% plus one up here. They they said he's more popular than Gray Davis was when we threw Gray Gray Davis out in two thousand three. So anyhow, that's uh, that's what's shaking down with the recall. So if you want to sign, you can still sign. I would still sign. If I could sign more, I would. Uh, You can only sign it once, and you got to do it legitimately, and you got to do it in the right county. I mean, you have to sign the right county petition. You have to sign just like you registered with the same name like I use all 3 of my names first, second and third. First, middle and last. I have to do it perfect. You can't just change it up and put a middle initial if you registered a certain way, they'll throw the thing out. Or if you get your address wrong, you don't screw up. So uh let me take a minute here. We got a, about 5 almost five and a half minutes left. I want to talk about, uh, and thank, uh, a guy that's really behind the scenes has been pushing more than anybody else in the Yuba Sutter area. And that's, uh, Monty Hecker. And he has elite universal security and he's, he helps this show. And we talk, uh, maybe once a week, once every two weeks about what's going on with this recall campaign. Monty Hecker is a retired Patriot, uh, a retired air force patriot uh from United States Air Force and started Elite Universal Security so if you want to if you need some security help uh he can help you now it's not just like putting up a camera or or just driving by your house he has the ability to come up with strategies to stop what's bothering you in your whether somebody's stealing your stuff or vandalizing your stuff or trashing your equipment he has strategies on how to solve this, and I, I was talking to him about a problem that we we knew the people, and he just over the phone he came up with some amazing things. I thought, well, shoot, man, that that was simple. He's just like when you talk to the right people, right? When they when I had a back problem, I went to talk to the, the surgeon. I told him, dude, I'm in so much pain. Either I want to be dead or alive with no pain. He said, I never had anybody ask me that. I said, well, I'm on that page, dude. No, no in in between on this deal. And he said, when you come out of that surgery, dude, when you wake up, you're not going to have any pain. I, I guarantee it. That's the kind of guy I want. So that's what Monty will do for you. And you can reach him at 530-749-0280. Let me tell you again, 530-749-0280. He's in Yuba County. Now you think, well, I got property. I don't have any property in Yuba County. I need it up in Shasta County. I need it up in Glenn County. Calusa County, Nevada County. Well, the thing is, you just jumped to conclusions because you didn't wait for me to tell you that he's all over Northern California. So he can help solve your problem. Or if you need work and you're a good guy or a good gal and you're honest and you're hardworking and you'll work just as hard when somebody's looking as when they are or when they aren't. Uh, he will he will put you to work and he'll train you on how to do this. And and there's even some online courses. So call him up. Uh, if you want to go by, you can actually sign the petition if you're in Yuba Sutter County's, right at his place at 5548 Feather River Boulevard, 5548 Feather River Boulevard. Very easy. They're open seven days a week. Just can't get any more easy than that, except them. I guess easier be you staying your lazy boy with drinking your little beer, and he'll drive by with a little clipboard and wait so you can. Uh, Some of these guys are so lazy, they probably got it. They don't even want to get up take a pee they just got something draining them off on a can on the side of the the lazy boy anyway uh monty can help you out and he could put you to work the other uh guys i want to mention and these guys are knocking jobs out left and right i can't believe it it seemed like every week or two i'm getting a new kitchen or bathroom picture uh coming across my facebook page As the greenest construction people keep posting these amazing before and after shots and i thought Wow, I'm not I'm not picky. I l I like I even like some of the before shots and these people like stepped it up, man. They just like redid the whole look and I think, man, that they got those people have insight. So if you wanna I get a kick out of how people oh we're gonna remodel our house. Well who are you gonna use? Oh, I'm gonna, oh Joe Doak the heroin addict I'm gonna hire. Yeah, Joe Doke, the heroin addict. He's a good guy when he's sober. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. So, uh, you know, my feeling is you're going to spend a lot of money on your house. It's like your house, right? It's like it's like not some like go kart. It's your house. You live there, right? It's a huge, probably the biggest investment you're ever going to have on, on just an average person. But then they they pick a really loser guy. Well, you know, he does math, or you know, every once in a while, he's really good, man. He's a real craftsman, unless he goes on a drunk. Like, come on baby so if you want somebody to stay sober for you and can get the job done and will actually show up on monday when he says i'll see," you know after payday my dad used to say when you pay these drunks you know they go on a you know, they don't show up for days they they forget how to get back to the job if you want somebody to show up and do a great job and where people come in and they go oh my goodness look at this like blowing their minds who did this for you that would be Greenitz Construction, green with E-T-Z on the end, it's Construction. And uh, you can go to Greenett's dot com or you can go to Dave Greenitz Construction Facebook page. That's what he calls his Facebook page, Dave Greenitz Construction. And if you're one of these pussies that can't dial him up and talk to him like a man, you can just text him or you can you can email him and do sneaky, you know, and ask him questions. He'll answer your questions. The the interesting thing about Dave is most of the time you call him, you actually get him on the phone with no secretary. So 530-682-9602. You can text him, call him 530-682-9602. And we just ended our fourth segment. So we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to drink a hot tea here in just a second and do it.
9: see an example of health socialism, go to an Indian reservation. To those of you who would say that this country is better going in a direction of pure socialism, I ask you as a Native American, you've already placed us on reservations. Why place the rest of the country on one? My name is Michaela LeRae. I was born in Bishop, California, and I'm a member of a Southern California Native American tribe. In 1989, Native American activist Russell Means sat before the Senate, and he boldly paraphrased, If you You want to see see an example example
4: of failed socialism, go to an Indian reservation.
9: If you go to Indian reservations these days and in the past, you will see impoverished reservations living in third world conditions. And they are a product of a dependent lifestyle, dependent on a government to appropriate funds correctly to them. That is what Socialism is. That is where socialism will take us. And it will create a dependent society to where we have no independence anymore on what we can do and what we can't do. The government programs that are in place now to help the Native American, they didn't even need to be there in the first place. If they had let us keep our land and let us keep our way of life, we could have flourished as a people. But instead, the government thought it was best to place us on reservations and strip all of our our freedoms away one by one. And now we are dependent on those programs. Many of us have become addicted to the federal wallet. We sit and wait for the whims of appropriations from Congress. And unfortunately, that's killing us to increase the tens of billions of dollars that we already have going towards Native American programs, which there are a lot. How would that solve anything at this point? These programs have been in place for a long time, and yet we still can go to a reservation today and ask them if they have running water. No. Electricity? No. Sewage? Quality health care? Quality education? All these things are missing. So how much more money and how many more programs do we need before we find our self-determination and start fixing these things on our own? Government programs, more programs, that's not the answer. The answer is independence in every way of life for us, for my people. It's something that we need to tackle to remain an asset to this country. entrepreneurship means that we promote a lifestyle of entrepreneurship for the Indian examples would be in Oregon where four tribes have banded together to create a nonprofit fund to promote business plans and knowledge on creating business. Another would be in Alaska where they are taking advantage of the Section 8 Small Business Loan Act program and they are providing goods and services to the federal government. Many natives fear the aspect of adopting capitalism in the modern day as they might lose their culture or their way of life and I say to you Is there any pride in letting the government take care of us day to day? Is there any culture in that? Is that how we were before the white man came to our land? Is that how we should be now? We've been doing that for hundreds of years and it's solved absolutely nothing. So it's time for a new way of life and new traditions. To when we look to ourselves to create, we look to ourselves for funding. We look to ourselves for the basic necessities of life. To so those of you who would say that this country is better going in a direction of pure socialism, I ask you as a Native American, you've already placed us on reservations. Why place the rest of the country on one?
1: Also oh, younger than the sun. And the bonnie boat was one as we sail into the mystic. Oh, I can hear the sailors cry Smell the sea and feel the sky Let your soul and spirit fly into the misty And where that foghorn blows I will be
4: coming home Yeah, when the falcon
1: I wanna hear it. I don't have to fear
0: tonight. I wanna rock your gypsy
4: soul,
0: just like way back in the days of old.
6: All right, fifth segment out of six. Usually I try to put in some of his promo stuff at the front if you don't last, although you get angry and just quit on me or you get tired and fall asleep. But I wanted to mention uh, a play that's coming up, and I'm not trying to talk about some hokey church play. I'm talking about professional operation that's located on a church campus called the uh, Creative Light Theater, and they use the—we call it the Embassy Theater on the uh, Church of Glad Tidings— property out there at 1179 eager road in Sutter County Yuba City and uh they put on the best plays in the area they just the the whole play thing it seems like it's kind of uh used to have lots of people putting on plays out here but because of COVID it just gutted a lot of people's um, ability to do that but we've kept uh or they have uh kept doing plays and creative light theaters keeps doing them about every six months so um if you want to have some cool entertainment, this is a dinner theater, which are very fun. And all the money I, I heard is going to go to support re- rehabilitation operations and a living operation, getting people straightened out from drugs and alcohol, getting them back, getting their life back, getting them back with their kids, with their families, and uh, getting them making some money, paying some taxes, helping out in the community, serving others, and exercising their gifts that God gave them. So uh, this this is going to be a dinner theater and it's going to be a lot of the workers putting it on will be uh, serving and all that will be people in recovery. And uh, but they'll I don't even know what the uh, I mean, a lot of times they'll do things like tri tip or pulled uh, pork or something like that. They'll have sometimes they have a variety chicken and and other things because so some people don't eat red meat, try to accommodate things. But it should be a great um, menu. But the uh, if you want to get in on it, it's called a uh, play. I've, I saw it years ago when they wrote it and did it. It called Choices, and you can you can. Uh, I think I think eventually it it is. I don't know whether it's on the actual church website. I had a long talk with them today because people started calling me as I talked to talked about it on the radio or on the podcast, and then people say, "Hey, I can't I can't figure out how to get tickets, dude," because I told them just to call the church, but. You can get them online, supposedly, but not yet because they got so many events going out there. They say, "Oh, we got so many events we we weren't going to sell tickets till the month ahead." I said, "That's too doggone late, too late. You got to sell tickets now." So anyway, let me tell you what it's going to when it is. It's a real cool thing. A lot of times, a business will will get a table of ten. Uh, I used to bring before COVID. I'd bring a, a table or so a juvenile hall kids out there. They they totally got stoked. They love live theater, and um, but anyway, it's April twenty one, twenty two, twenty three. That's when Thursday, Friday. Sorry, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Right, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night, six thirty. So the first two nights, Wednesday and Thursday, are cheaper. Uh, because, you know, people procrastinate. They lollygag, so they'll all try to jam in the last night. So what they're trying to do is encourage people to come to the first two nights and leave room f- for other people It just can't do anything else but Friday. So $200 per table, uh, all the money. Nobody makes any money on this profit-wise. It all goes to serving the community. So $200 per table, or if you just want to buy a couple seats for you and your, your partner, or your kid, whatever, $22 per seat, okay? And so there's some tables we'll just have random people sitting there that buy a ticket or two or three or four, but not the whole table. So if you want to do a whole table, $200. So the last night, the 23rd, Friday night, uh, $300 or $33 per seat for the last night, which is Friday night. So the April 21, 22, 23. Now, normally I'd tell you just go on. The website at churchofgladtidings.com and you could just buy your tickets right there. Buy a table. Boom. It's over. But they say they, they haven't set it up yet. So what I would do if I were you and I was nervous about getting a table on a particular night, I would call out there and see if you you can get a save the table type deal. I'm totally going off rogue on this thing, but I'm just telling you... I. I I told Glad Tidings this week. I just said, "Hey, you're waiting too long to sign these people up, so I'm going. I'm, this is going to be a great play. I saw it years ago. It's a wonderful play, and all original. And it's uh, it's going to get you going. You're going to you're going to regret it if you miss it. So uh, check it out. Okay, the play. Check it out. Finally, a plumbing doctor. If you need you got some plumbing needs. Uh, everybody needs a plumber when there's problems, right? So 530-671-9111, they work seven days a week, 24 hours a day. If you have to have it in the middle of the night, I've seen them over on restaurants, you know, like Taco Bell type restaurants and fixing things up in the middle of the night after they finish slinging all those tacos and burritos that I love. So 530-671-9111. And, uh, okay, so that got all that caught up. I'm trying to think. It seemed like, oh, there's something else going on. Here we go. So this is a friend of mine. And uh, there's all kinds of car shows coming up right now. There's a car show. Oh, shoot. Monty Hecker sent it to me. And um, I'll have to see if I can catch it at the next break. There's a car show coming up mid-May, like May 12th or something like that. And I'll I'll look at, I'll, I'll take a break here, one more break, and then I'll tell you about his. But the, this one is May 29th, <clears throat> it's Memorial Day Awareness Car Show. And it's put on by my friend Alex Suarez, and he is a veteran. And he wanted to put on a car show to, and use the funds. You know, the car shows, all these people have these amazing, totally cool, restored cars and hot rods and original cars but they're 40 50 60 70 years old um they they pay to have their car in the show right and then they they win uh, they have seven classes of winners with first second and third uh, and so they're doing modern import and domestic uh, stance low rider jeep cars trucks and uh, so they collect money from these people wanting to show their car and compete, and that money then goes for a good cause. And in this case, it's going to fight the war within foundation. In other words, it's helping warriors, former military people that are struggling uh, with many of the things that they went through in the military, like post-traumatic stress and, and thoughts of suicide and depression and all those kind of stuff. So part of the money's going there, and frankly, I'd be fine with all the money going there. But I run the trauma intervention program. He knows about that. He knows we go out when on people that are depressed, struggling, suicide attempts, all that kind of stuff. So he part of the money's going to trauma intervention program here in the Yuba-Sutter County's area. So and there's probably going to be some food sales there, and I don't know whether there's any gonna how how they're going to generate money during the event. But if you'd like to go. It'll be really cool, and it's at, at a nice location. Some friends of mine put up a, a, a big w- change the warehouse into a meeting place, and outside there's a lot of nice parking. So it's a fi what they call the 5:30 building at 1104 J Street or 11th and J in Marysville. It's right to the north of the Tenth Street Bridge. You, you can see it from the bridge, actually. So 11th and J or 1104 J 530 building, they call it. You, you can't miss it. If you go down 11th street, you're going to run right into it and it's going to start at nine in the morning. And, and they, they don't even have an end time announced yet, but nine in the morning, that's when the cars will be set up and you can go and just walk through and enjoy yourself. So, uh, anyway, if you can help, they, they may even have a, a place where you can donate money to the cause. Um, uh, And I'm sure you could probably just write a check to the Fight the War Within Foundation, right? If you didn't want to, if you wanted to focus it on military uh, uh, retirees or veterans. Uh, So check it out. May 29th. If you don't have anything going, take your child over. Kids love car shows. I used to love going to car shows when I was a youngster. And uh, they're just so beautiful. So take your kids. go, Go take them out to breakfast and uh go catch the car show and have a good time may may 29th should be nice and toasty and warm so i'll try to find uh i gotta find monty's stuff i I got it on my computer on my phone and tell you about his as well because they have great car shows monty's a big car buff has some trick cars himself okay so uh i want to let me get back down here to the next get back on task here uh Okay, okay, okay. Trying to look for this deal that I think I tried to talk about it last week, but I think I got tired and I got off, off task. So um, here's one of the crazy things that's going on. You remember, uh, oh, man, was it before COVID? Um can't remember now where Daryl, I think it's Daryl Morey, was the the uh, Houston Rockets business manager, manager of the team. And he made a comment about, he, he tweeted something about the people that are, uh, the genocide happening against, happening against the Uyghur people in China. In other words, China is, has labor camps. They're not prisons. They're people pulled off the streets because of their political persuasion. They haven't committed crimes, just that they don't agree with the government. So if that happened here, you'd have millions and millions and millions of people in concentration camps. That's what they are. So um anyway, Maury sympathized with those being punished in China, and all of a sudden there was a, a tremendous meltdown. I don't know whether you remember this, but there there was an NBA meltdown and they got down on their knees. And they begged China for forgiveness. And I thought, whoa, baby, that was a big old response they did right there. And so uh, what what we learned by that, people like LeBron James and top, top uh, uh, basketball players, some of the most famous basketball players playing right now uh, came out and chastised uh, manager Maury. And went really went after him and just told how much China, they love China, we love China, we love China more than America. And, well, the reason was is China was giving them billions of dollars, right? That was funding, that was paying their salaries. And they didn't care one bit about slavery. Oh, yeah, all these blacks that are playing in the NBA. They didn't care one bit about slavery. They don't care about slavery. It's just their jack, they just want people to kowtow to them. But people are in slavery all over the like I brought up a the girl I put through uh nursing school. She you, that's slave labor. When you're working all month, they get 140 U.S. and you can't even take care of your own life with 140 U.S. That's slave labor when you're building Adidas or Nikes or all the baloney shoes that these guys wear. And you're whining about reparations that with people you never even met. And yet you're you're allowing slave Slave, labor. They're using Uyghurs and other people. Do you know that Jews were used as slave labor during the, the Nazi takeover of various countries? Yeah. They did all kinds of manufacturing for the Nazis. The Jews who were in concentration camps. They brought them out and hauled them into the factories and worked. Then they'd put them back in those concentration camps, and when they couldn't work anymore, they just gassed them. So so all of a sudden, Mori takes a beating and we find out oh the chinese actually own the nba and the chinese own hollywood and no oh, the chinese own our college campuses oh and the chinese own a lot of businesses they own the biggest pork producing operation in the country they own they own a lot of stuff right and so they can jerk anybody's chain and say don't be talking trash about us dude or we'll be running you off so it's interesting that right in the middle of this, the Chinese, people have no idea who they're dealing with, these communists or with the Muslims. When they talk about LGBT, X, y, M, I, o, P, Q, R, S, all the homosexuals, right? And they say, well, you, you know, think America is so intolerant. <laughs> you had to go to these countries, man. These guys in these Muslim countries are throwing homosexuals off three or four story buildings just for fun or slicing their throat. And so the Chinese come up like the sister city for uh, San Francisco has now labeled homosexuality as a mental illness. Did you know this? And do you know there's homosexual basketball players, right? And homosexual sport, all kinds of sports people, right? And they're all for down for LGBT, XYZ, M O P, right? They're all down for that. It's like, hey, we need to like give them breaks. Like let them only make instead of nine out of, you know, ninety nine out of a hundred free throws, let them make sixty five out of a hundred and still let them keep on the team. Uh so you know, China has declared homosexuality a mental illness, and the NBA c- continues to plan games in that play games in that country. You remember that, and you remember that there there was supposed to be an All Star game. Was it down in Charlotte, North Carolina, and they canceled the darn game because there wasn't enough respect for the the other sexualities. Remember that, but now China comes out and says says a Chinese court has upheld a ruling that a textbook description of homosexuality is a psychological disorder in China. Does that surprise you? It does not surprise me at all. The Chinese LGBT community and the 24-year-old woman who filed this lawsuit have expressed disappointment at the decision. I can't believe they did it you better be okay with her. You'll be going out there to the Uyghurs and they'll be, they'll be finding your DNA match for some European dude. And they'll pop your kidney out, take your lung and uh, shoot you in the head and tell your, tell your uh, family you died of COVID just like old George Floyd. In 2016, during her first year of study in South China Agriculture University in Guangzhou, that's uh, what used to be called Canton, C-A-N-T-O-N, when the British had it, in Guangzhou, Guangdong province, that's just right above Shenzhen, that's two hours up from Hong Kong, you jump a train there and be up there in two hours. This this lady who filed the suit came across a psychology textbook that described being gay as a mental disorder, and she's gay. She didn't like that at all. She said, change the book. I'm fine. I'm mentally—I'm not disordered. I'm ordered. I'm all ordered, and I like to be a homosexual. So she filed a, a lawsuit, and she lost it. In the 2013 edition of Mental Health Education for College Students, published by Genon University Press, it listed homosexuality under the common psychosexual disorders, along with cross-dressing and fetishism. It stated that homosexuality was believed to be a disruption of love and sex or perversion of the sex partner. Now, here's the fun fact in all this. San Francisco, one of the most goofed up sexual places on the earth, has, you know who their sister city is? Shanghai. This is so ironic. This, this, I just love this stuff. In other words, the most homosexual, tolerant place in the United States is a sister city to a city in a country that believes many San Francisco residents are mentally ill. Most of them are screwy, right? They're, they're, they're crack, they're crackpots. That's what the Chinese believe. So what are you going to do about it? Hollywood, what are you going to do about it? All you manufacturers that now want the Chinese to take over all steel, you know, everything that Trump ran them off of. Now you're going to give it all back to them. They control the biggest swine operation in the country, buying up all the real estate. And now I, I thought you, you were all hated. The Republicans because they weren't tolerant enough for you. But now the Chinese will say, we'll just, we'll just arrest you. You're rearing. You're mentally ill, dude. You want to, you want to go have sex with a guy you're a guy. Want to have sex with a guy? You're mentally ill. That's what the Chinese are saying. Do you hear? Did you hear the NBA said anything about it? No, we didn't. We didn't hear. We got homosexual basketball players. I thought you had their back, dude. LeBron. Hey, LeBron. Seth Curry, Mister Christian man. I thought you had these guys back. Cracks me up. You don't hear anything about it. You hear anything talking about this article? China declares homosexuality a mental illness. Where's LeBron? Where's where's the Disney people? Where's Hollywood? Come on, baby crazy I think it's I think it's the most amazing thing I just think it's amazing it says here uh, let's see oh, I won't even get in I'm not going to waste any more time on it it's crazy crazy folks all right we're going to break I'm going to look up Monty Hecker stuff and I'm going to get back to you about this other car show and we'll finish the show we got one more segment think about that
10: Apple, Google, and Amazon work together to kick Parler off the internet? Parler's back! And I don't like it! <laughs> Parler says it's a free speech social platform. Well, I preferred censored speech and socialist platforms. So no thank you, Parler. <laughs> Parler doesn't deplatform people for not being obedient to the mainstream narrative. Like, Do you have any idea how dangerous that is? You could be exposed to thought and truth. Parlor is a Latin word that basically means inciting violence. What are you gonna do over there? Exchange thoughts and express yourself? Don't be a racist. Can we get some thought police on Parlor? Is it too much to ask? Parlor doesn't violate you with its community guidelines? It's almost like they don't want to track me. (laughs) I don't want free speech. What do you think I am, a cisgendered mammal? Even though the Department of Justice's own documents show that Facebook, not Parler, was most used by Capitol Hill rioters, I'm smart enough to know that Parler is the cause, because what's most important here is big tech spin of it all. I think it's important to hear both sides of an issue, the far left and the farther left, and it's social media's job to censor everything else. But Parler doesn't do that. I only trust social media platforms I have antitrust lawsuits filed against them by the federal government in 48 states. And uh, Parler has zero states suing them, which means it's not doing a very good job. It's a place for free thinkers. You mean hate speech? Aside from the breach at the Capitol, other catastrophic events that Parler is single-handedly responsible for are the California wildfires, Epstein suicide, 9-11, and Hiroshima. (laughs) Parler's community guidelines aren't based on Marxism. Yuck! On Parler, there's people that report on what's going on in the world without a manipulative spin. That's journalism, not globalism. And there's no place for journalism in our country. Free speech scares me. On Parler, things are constitutional. The Constitution goes against the community guidelines that I'm used to. I like my community guidelines to protect me from the constitution. I only like social media platforms that are run by elitists who try to usher communism into otherwise beautiful countries. Parlor is a threat to the Chinese Communist Party taking over America, and I hate America because that's somehow politically correct now. People on Parlor still discuss Hunter Biden's laptop. Why won't they censor that? Jack Dorsey would. He protects us from truth. Parlor doesn't protect us from anything. treat you like you're a sovereign being and that'll spread corona. I like my social media to take away my rights. Bill Gates said only crazy stuff is on Parler so I'm gonna stay off and listen to the totally sane narrative that he funds through the mainstream media and all of big tech. Whoa hashtags like Plandemic can trend on Parler? I don't think the new world order likes that. AOC isn't on Parler, she's on Twitter And I want to be like her, so Parler's going on my blacklist. And I don't believe in wind. So it respects the Constitution? Really? The whole Constitution? (laughs) Why would a platform do that? As a human, I have the need for connection. So I like my social media platforms to force feed me frightening information that compels me to harm myself and my family in ways that I'm not even aware of. Parlor allowing free speech? You have no idea how dangerous that is. My favorite historical communists are Biden, Harris, Pelosi, Cuomo, Newsom, Zuckerberg, Dorsey, and Zuckerberg. I think he deserves to be named twice. He's earned it. And none of them are on Parlor. And I think that says something about the platform. Big Tech's this little mom-and-pop shop and then in came Parler. This huge monopoly. I'm glad the little guy could eliminate the monopoly at least for a little while but I'm bummed that Parler was able to bounce back. I hope Big Tech can eliminate their competition again because competition is never a good thing for society just as Venezuela, Cuba, or North Korea. Maybe big tech could use the military to eliminate Parler once and for all. If a social media platform doesn't leave scars on my sovereignty, then I'm
4: not using it. So piss off, Parler. They make glue out of horses. I don't know who uh, started that. Who saw that potential? That's pretty amazing to me. Are you working in a stationary store a horse walks by? Hey, wait a minute. I think he could be glue how do we pick out the really sticky ones you leave that to me what about that one over there he's weaving around He looks like he's out of his mind he'll be crazy glue (laughs) to me the toughest part of that horse life is that trailer why do they make the horse trailer like that is that the best way to move a horse out on the highway with their huge, fat, disgusting rear ends right in my face? Do the horses like it? They're probably standing in the back going, do you feel a draft, Bill? I can't see anything back there, but it's awfully breezy, isn't it? You don't think our huge fat asses are hanging out the back of this truck, do you? Why the hell would they do that to us? They already ride us around and kick us while we're peeing, why stick our ass out of a truck?
5: About the shape I'm in, I can't sing, I ain't pretty, and my legs are thin. But don't ask me what I think of you,
6: I might not give the answers that you want me to. Ooh. So here's Monty Hecker's car show, if you're, if you're up here in Yuba-Sutter counties. And um, you can, in Northern California, you can check it out. It's the annual Patriotic Car and Bike Show. Totally cool stuff. Car shows are back. He says, save the date and forward. May 15, Saturday, 2021. And it's located... At 4956 Powerline Road, Oliverst. That's at the uh, Veterans, VFW Post 4095. nine five four four nine five six 4, 4956 Powerline Road, Oliverst. And uh, uh, let's see, 8 to 10. It's 8 to 10 in the morning, just two hours. Boom. I bet they're serving breakfast out there. I bet they are. Probably as a fundraiser. So, If you want to register your car and roll it in, you just go to – this is what to – go on your computer, on your phone, and just go register, the word register, and then the at sign, um, monthly meeting. Huh. I'm not quite sure how to read that, monthly meeting. I'm not quite sure. It doesn't It doesn't seem to print out right here i'm gonna have to we got time on this so I'll come back and clear it up anyway I'll tell you how to do it call uh uh elite universal security let me get up here and and give me give me the phone number and just bypass this going online i'm gonna give you just so we don't miss if if you want to connect. Uh, I, Elite Universal Security, call them at 4, 530-749-0280. So if you, if you have a car you want to put in, they're saying uh, you can register your car or bike, like a motorcycle, for $20. You can If a vendor wants to get involved, you can be a vendor, like if you're going to do hot dogs, burgers, whatever you're going to do, snow cones, $30. A vendor's $30. A car or a bike's twenty dollars, and uh, I would just call Monty for right now, because I, I can't I can't read it clearly. To if you want to do it online, so five three zero seven four nine zero two eight zero. I think I think instead of going online, he's just saying you can register at their monthly vfw meetings so i i would just call monty he'll he'll get you hooked up 749-0280 let's let's have a really cool car show out there it just you ties up your vehicle or your motorcycle for a couple hours and uh, for a good cause the money goes to the uh i believe the money's probably going to support the vfw which is great vfw post so um supported by can't read that. Northwestern, Northern Recon Group. That's one sponsor. The event judge is going to be Frankenstein Motors. They're going to be an event judge. So check it out. I think it'll be good. So you can go to two car shows, one on the 15th of May, one on the 29th of May. And both are going to be helping veterans. Okay. Can't beat that. Can't beat that. Okay. All uh, right. I'm just trying to see what I ought to spend some time on here. We're doing okay. We're about done here. So, oh, I wanted to tell you this is cool. So, last Tuesday, uh, this past Tuesday, uh, the there's a group called the Issachar Click. And they've been working on getting the uh, bill, the meetings, the, the government meetings like city councils and boards of supervisors, supervisors meetings, opened up to the public. Do you know that for one year they just closed their doors? And they said, even though it's your government, government supposedly, according to Abraham Lincoln and the Gettysburg Address, of the people, by the people, for the people, right? We all believe that. One time we believed it till it wasn't. And then all of a sudden, we don't have that anymore. Boom, COVID comes, and we're now doing communism, closed meetings. And if you can figure out how to do it, you can get on Zoom. But as I expressed to the supervisor the other day, we had a protest about out in front of the Yuba County Government Center. By the way, uh, it's, uh, every other Tuesday at the Government Center, we're going to be meeting and protesting in front of the Government Center at 8th and, 8, 8th and J Street. 8th and J or 9th and J. It's a big block. But on the south side of the government center, where, they, where the flagpole is and the big entrance, we, we're going to have a protest there, and we're going to Zoom into the meeting. You can Zoom right off your phone, so you can be out protesting with a picket sign, and you could talk to the supervisors off your phone. Now, to show you how difficult it is, they Gary Bradford, who's kind of an IT guy, he's he represents Plumas Lake and Wheatland, he keeps writing on—he on, keeps taking these polls. Now, this is <laughs> this is like how, cra- how crazy people are that make it to the Board of Supervisors. This guy is a gift that keeps on giving Mr. Bradford. So instead of asking all the people in his district, people that can't use a computer, people that are blind, people that are all, all kinds of stuff, uh, or people that have a computer but they, they don't have Zoom. They don't have the Zoom app or people that have a computer that can't figure out how to use a computer other than maybe do uh, a little bit, just a little bit. Right. So he takes a poll of people that are the higher tech people in the community that are all on computers. He's communicating to me to them by technology. So people can't get on a computer, can't vote. So the only people that can vote are people who basically Zoom people. So they say about almost 100 percent of them say we prefer Zoom. Screw the in person meetings, so he then touts. Oh, he took this survey, right? Well, it's kind of like instead of in. It's kind of like instead of uh, surveying all the animals of the earth, like what's the best animal? You just uh, you just uh survey the the lions or the elephants to say what do you think the best animal is. Well, the lions will say I think the lions are myself, or that elephants say I think the elephants are myself. So if you if you interview all the Zoom users, and they'll say, yeah, we like Zoom, right? It's a skewed poll, for goodness sakes. So this group has been working on getting Sutter County Sheriff's, uh, Sutter County Supervisors open, Yuba City Police open, Marysville open. Now, last Tuesday night, they, uh, they appeared, what they did because they locked the doors at the Marysville city council meetings up till last Tuesday night. And this group went out and since there's a flag there and everything, they brought a PA system and they had a city council meeting outside the city council meeting. So they had pledge of allegiance and then they sang a patriotic song and then they took testimony, redress grievances, redress grievances. And so people got up and had a certain amount of minutes to talk and just tell them what they thought was wrong about the city. Well, unfortunately the city council doesn't get to hear all that because they won't allow people just to come in and talk. And so some of that was zoomed in. They allowed, allowed people to get on zoom. I wasn't there. I was training tip volunteers, but I would have liked to have been there, but they said, maybe excuse me, I'm getting tired. It, 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 uh, they said maybe there was 30, 40 people there, maybe 50, I don't know. And, uh, But the fact is that they um, they had an influence and and it worked out that on number one on the agenda, number one item on the agenda to address was whether or not to open the meetings. And so uh, they ended up opening. They ended up voting on it. First item. And then they opened the doors and welcomed people back to the city council chambers. There were a few hitches in the get along, like wanting to take temperatures and put masks on people, all kinds of stupid stuff. But the fact is they opened it up. And so that, so what that was the third out of four, uh, like there's, there's still live Oak city council and there's Wheatland city council that probably we should deal with. But, uh, but the fact is they got two supervisors meetings. Uh, they're addressing Sutter County opened Yuba County. So, uh, at the end of the Yuba County meeting on this Tuesday, um, the previous Tuesday is when they're at Marysville City Council, and they opened the meeting. But uh, the Yuba County supervisors did not open the meeting. Uh, one of the reasons is they don't even meet in their own building. They don't even bother to come to work. They just sit at home, drink a little brewski, uh, smoke a little weed. What do they want to do? Take a little nap. They just operate from wherever they operate from. All they need to do is have their little pinhead show up on that screen. And uh, but at the end of the meeting, when when uh, in most jurisdictions, if you're on a board of supervisors, whether you're on a school board, whatever, there's a time when Pete, when uh, the board can speak freely. They're not going to vote on something, but they speak freely about it, and or bring up things that they think they ought to look at in the future, or they wish this would be put on the agenda. So Andy Andy Vasquez, who was the supervisor i think andy has district one if i'm not mistaken i get the district numbers mixed up but he's primarily his whole district's in linda and so andy uh came forward and said i'd like to put this have this put on the agenda well if there's there's a certain order not everybody can do that the chairman of the board actually has the privilege of choosing what goes on the agenda but thankfully andy stood up for what was right and uh andy's got some courage at times he fought in world war uh, or in a vietnam war was a medic over there i think and and uh he's got courage Served the country but sometimes you get on these boards and your courage leaves you right your backbone goes but i appreciate andy i sent him in, in a text thanking him for his his uh Standing up for what's right. Open it, Open the doors. Open this up to the public. This whole hoax, this COVID has been a hoax. Uh, the reason people died is because politicians mismanaged. They got involved in the medical business. You know, do you, I'm, I, just, I want you to think about this. You've had some illnesses in your life. Do you want your supervisor to manage your health? That's what this you remember the, the debates when Obama was doing Obamacare and, and Sarah Palin said, they are going to have death uh, councils. And they said, you're going to, you're going to end up politicians are going to be ending up running your health. That's exactly what happened with COVID. You had all these politicians at the top end of this country, jerking everybody's health around, stay in the house. Don't, get sick. Every bit of it was a total farce, a hoax. What's true is that people got sick, but people have got sick from the beginning of time. Open the Bible. They Jesus described people spending all their money on doctors and still being sick. All kinds of people were sick back then, and they didn't have the remedies we have. But now we've turned over our, our wellness program to a bunch of pimp pop politicians just scariest thing i've ever heard of look what it got us it got over half a million people dead on the common cold if you don't and and besides that they say 30% of the businesses that have shut down in LA will never reopen can you look at the damage that politicians have done do you realize that if they if the government needs a portion of your property like to run a power line through or run a gas line through or run a road through, or <clears throat> maybe they got to expand the levy and it's going to cut into the back end of your property. There's a process called imminent domain. An imminent domain is where for the public good, they ask you to give up a certain percentage of your property or a certain portion of your property. And for that, then they pay you money. They buy it from you. But if you don't like the, the amount of money that they're saying they will buy it from you for, like even PG&E does the same thing, Pacific Gas and Electric. They have people that go out, real estate people, and they go out and make agreements with landowners either to purchase property from them like an easement or work out some kind of a deal because they need, they need to go through people's property to hook up power, right? Makes sense, right? So eminent domain was when a piece of property is in a certain area and it and for the public good, the entire city would benefit. And so they make a deal, and they're supposed to make a deal that's fair, not just one you can't refuse, <clears throat> but one that's fair. So you you have a right to go to court if you think that it's unfair and see if a judge, you can arbitrate it through a judge. Okay, that said, there are laws and and. There's a number of counties that are starting to sue Gavin Newsom on down to the supervisors, on down to the county health official, saying that you cannot shut a business down arbitrarily, even in what you call an emergency, unless you settle with them financially. You have to make an agreement to pay them to shut down. You just can't decide to shut people down. And it's called takings. The term is takings in the statutes. And that just means you you can't just stop people from doing business <clears throat> in this country. We we have a different country than other countries, and if you want to, if you're interrupting people's business significantly, you have to pay them. That's reasonable. You have to pay them, and that was not done here. That's why the 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 uh, restaurant coalition out of Nevada County is suing the governor, just in saying we we hate you. It's saying you didn't follow the law. You did not follow the law. And so um, that's what's going on here. And so Tuesday, every Tuesday, the, the Issachar click is planning on to conduct a a protest and, and to uh, begin to Zoom right off their phones and address the issue while standing right outside the door of the. Of the uh, where the supervisors should be meeting. But they've got so... Just like the Board of Supervisors in Sutter County and the City Council, they were all meeting in their chambers, but they were allowing people to zoom in and ask questions and make comment. Not so with Yuba County. Very interesting. So we'll see how it's going to go over there. The other thing I really want to encourage you, the... The Freedom Co. There's a new website called FreedomCo.net. Freedom with C O on it. FreedomCo.net, and uh, there is information there on schools, masks, vaccines, politics, all kinds of things. Free. You can download it. You can read read about it. It's a brand new website. Yeah. That's being developed to help people deal with the uh overreach of government. So freedomco.net, go check it out. And um uh, I wanted it and there's also these Freedom Coalition meetings that are the first Friday of each month. I think it starts at six or six thirty at Church of Glad Tidings, eleven seventy-nine Eager Road in Yuba City. And last month I couldn't be there. I had to train tip people, but they had a huge, the, the meeting never even got done till I think 10 or 1030 because it's a training meeting. There are, there's are a lot of literature they're trying to equip. And there were people from all over, all over Northern California counties. And uh, they had the head of the state militia there. Who's a, a, a veteran Marine. And he is organizing counties to start a militia, not some wacko group just you know what the mainstream media is if you call yourself a militia you're some far out wacko nutcase that's not what the founding fathers the founding fathers talked about a militia not being police the militia was people like you and me armed and equipped and trained to uh, help keep order and keep the constitution the main thing and so Uh, That's going to be an ongoing meeting. It's not going to be like a Tea Party Patriots where they just have speakers and listen and drink a little coffee and go home and listen, listen. This is we're we're creating activism. We're creating the ability to take over uh, the commissions, the boards. And and, uh, you know, the bottom line is here's the issue, folks. I just have 25 seconds left if you cannot get these, the County where you live, the city where you live to be more free at Liberty and to be a constitutional County or city or a second amendment County, if you can't pull that off at your local level, don't ever think you're going to pull that off in Sacramento or in, in the, at the federal level, you're just not going to do it. So, okay, that's it. That's it for this week. And, um, We'll see you next week, and I hope you find something cool to do and support uh, our, our country getting back to freedom and liberty and supporting the Constitution. All right, we'll catch you later.
0: We're so glad to see so many of you lovely people here tonight. We would especially like to welcome all the representatives of Illinois' law enforcement community who have chosen to join us here in the Palace Hotel Ballroom at this time. We certainly hope you all enjoy the show. And remember, people, that no matter who you are and what you do to live, thrive, and survive, there's still some things that make us